Hi, this is Lisa Davis, and welcome to another episode of Talk Healthy Today. The show provides you with the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. People tell me listening to the show is like overhearing two friends talking about really incredible health topics that you want to know about. I like to really get to know my guests and I'd like you to get to know them as well. So we delve really deeply into topics and I like to share some personal anecdotes as well. To make sure you never miss an episode of Talk Healthy Today, be sure to subscribe, also rate and review. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis, and if you enjoy my podcast, Talk Healthy Today, then I know you're going to enjoy my brand new podcast with the wonderful Sunny Days, whom you've heard on the program. And if you haven't, please check out the interviews that we've done here on Talk Healthy Today. It is called Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. There are going to be honest, unfiltered conversations. We're going to be talking about what's happening right now with race in this country, how important it is for us to be open, how to be allies, what it takes to be an ally, how racism and feelings of bias are in our culture and how they affect each and every one of us. It is so important. We need to change things. So please join me, join Sunny, join us on Active Allyship. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Thanks. Enjoy the show. I'm going to jump right in with our fabulous guest, Marcy Zaroff. She is here to talk about the book that I love, uh, Echo Renaissance, a lifestyle guide for co-creating mm-hmm. a stylish, sexy, and sustainable world. Love that. Hi, Marcy. Thank you. Hi, Lisa. Great to be here with you. All about oh, co-creation. it's so nice to have you on. Yes, isn't it? And I have to say, I love your book. And it was interesting because I there's so many people in here that I've interviewed. And I love that you went to like the best of the best. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know Ashley Cobb. Oh my gosh, I know this. We'll get into it. It's, it's fabulous. So I loved in the introduction how you say, not too long ago, I used to have a desire, or I used to have a desire. I used to have to drive an hour to find the closest health food store, yoga class. The green lifestyle movement was confined to a small niche community dismissed by most as crazy hippies and granola lovers. While I don't deny my inner tree hugger, I'm also very much a material girl. I love fashion, travel, delicious food, and I live in a high rise in Manhattan. So my first question is, when can I move in with you? Because I love all those things too. (laughs) I can sleep on the couch. Yeah, I always said I can't. Yeah, I always said I can't be the only one that wants to bridge the fashionista and the tree hugger, right? (laughs) <laughs> right. No, that's yeah, why I'm like, no, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. No, the premise of the whole book is about no compromise, right? It's that, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be, you know, crunchy, frumpy, boxy beige, boring and eating, you know, granola and brown rice that has no flavor. And, and at the same time, you know, to be a conscious consumer and, you know, um, someone who wants it all is just what this is about. I mean, this whole movement is all about this and that. Oh, I love that. I was just in New York City because I have a book that just came out called Clean Eating Dirty Sex, which I'd love to get you. And it's not about dirty <laughs> sex. It's just about, you know, <laughs> but you're a smart I gal, I can tell. But some people look at me funny. Um, but what I love in the book is similar to mine is that I interviewed the best of the best and got their info on fitness and relationships and communication and foods for better blood flow and better health. And I love that you talk with some great people about this as well. But I want to, before we get into the, some of those experts. Let's talk about the five C's of the Echo Renaissance movement. Can you just share a few of this with us, Marcy? Yeah. So the common theme that I found across all of these popular culture sectors or spokes in the wheel of change 
our creativity mm-hmm. because, of course, we can create whatever reality we want. I mean, we're all creators, and right. everything around us is something someone has created. Um, and then, of course, collaboration because 1 plus 1 equals 11. We're stronger together than we are apart. Um, connection, while well, we all see the power of connectivity today. Um, community, because we are all in this together, and consciousness, because as we climb that ladder of consciousness, we have a different perspective on everything around us. Whether you're talking about food or beauty or wellness or fashion or business or art, um, you know, when I look at the eco-renaissance and what's driving this movement, those five pillars are like, the you know, like water for chocolate. I mean, that's kind of the DNA of the mm. movement that is these sort of underlying um, principles. So, common. Mm. You know what else I love is living eco-renaissance art. And you talk about these wonderful things that you can do. Tips to eco-fy your creative energy. Choose a project or endeavor you love. Live for the moment. Be willing to challenge yourself. Find space and time that will allow you to surrender. Clear away distractions. These are really important. Yeah, I mean, I think if you recognize that we are just made of energy, right? Um you know, it's all about being in the flow. And I think people kind of lose sight of the fact that when you start to unleash that sort of inner creator within you, you know, you start to um, flow in a different way. And ultimately, the goal here, the end game is to align your personal and your professional values. So you're not in conflict, you know, kind of out of resonance with that flow. I think the more we recognize how do we balance ourselves and how do we stay true to ourselves and how do we learn to pivot when things aren't necessarily what we thought they should be? You know, it's all part of that process. And I think if you look at children, the first thing that they're taught when they go to school is, you know, art, right? They're taught to kind of right. pick up, you know, crowns and, and cut coloring <laughs> paper and just start to, you know, and just start to channel that internal without any kind of someone telling them what they're supposed to do. It's really very um, organic. And I think we have to get back to that as humans, right? Oh, definitely. Well, I thought it was interesting that when I think of Echo Renaissance, I thought of food, I thought of clothes. And but you have music, which I thought was great. You named some fabulous bands. I love the Bare Naked Ladies. And it's it's more encompassing, <laughs> which I really like. Talk to us about that process of of where do we, what to include in this wonderful book. How did you, you know, come about that? Yeah, well, I have personally spent over thirty years kind of navigating this movement. And, you know, the realization I had in my early years was once you plant that seed of consciousness, once you sort of thinking about the choices that you're making and why, you can't just box that into a single place in your life that, you know, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. And they're, you know, eating organic food as an example, but then not realizing that they're supporting a super toxic fashion world um, or that they're putting, you know, chemical-ridden beauty products on their skin. So I think once you, you realize that all these worlds are interconnected, um, and that you start to notice things very differently. And the music, the musician piece is, you know, who are those musicians that are kind of singing um, and writing about this world of consciousness, you know, and channeling that through great music. And I think the idea of, you know, this book being through the lens of design, we can change the world, you know, the, like the original Renaissance to coming out of the dark, the dark ages, we're kind of in this modern day dark ages. And design isn't limited to, you know, fashion. It's, lim- it's, it's taste in food. It's scent and functionality and beauty products. It's, you know, soulfulness in music. It's, 
you know, there's so many layers to this that I think that, you know, what what creates an eco-renaissance movement is when you can connect all the dots. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I was really, I knew this because, I mean, honestly, my husband used to get these jeans online and Marcy, the formaldehyde smell would make me sick. And he's pretty eco-friendly. I'm like, honey, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, but they fit so well. I'm like, you got a great butt. Just get some jeans that aren't like full of, you'd kill me if you know I said that. But anyway, but I mean, I'm looking at this list. You've got glyphosate, chlorine bleach, formaldehyde, VOCs, PFCs, bromated flame retardants, ammonia, heavy metals, lead chromium, um, cadmium, um, thysolates, plastisol. You know, I want to turn you on to a book I think you would love. I don't know if you heard of this guy. I just had him on, Sicker, Fatter, Poorer, The Urgent Threat of Hormone-Disrupting Chemicals to Our Health and Future and What We Can Do About It. Leonardo Trasande, MD. I was really impressed, Marcy, I have to say, that a medical doctor was like talking about all this stuff. So I wanted to turn you on to that because I think for some people, the doctors just go, oh, come on, just, you know, plug in the Febreze thing or, you know, oh, God. Okay, I was just traveling. I was in New York. And then I went to Virginia and I was taking Ubers. Every flipping Uber car had some kind of tree thing with the artificial stop or a plug-in thing. And I had, it was really cold at one point. I had my head out the window like I was a dog happy, but I wasn't happy. I cannot breathe that crap in. It's awful. And yeah, I don't think people I, get how harmful. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how I feel when I get into New York City elevators and, you know, and people are reeking of synthetic perfumes. I just get like, oh, you know, that gag factor. But, you know, I think people also forget, and you were talking about some of the, the chemicals that are absolutely prevalent in textile products that people just haven't, they just don't realize, you know, the thousands of chemicals in the fashion system. Um, but, you know, the skin is the largest organ in our body and our primary organ for absorption. So we have to remember, it's not just what we put in our bodies that matters. It's also what we put on our bodies, which is why it's important to be thinking about, you know, the beauty products and personal care we're using, the fashion that we're wearing. You know, when you have a third of the population walking around with asthma and allergies, that's just not normal. It shouldn't be that way, right? We have to be thinking right. about, you know, wow, why, why do 70 million people have asthma and allergies? And to just deny the fact that there's some connection to what we're putting in our environment or what we're putting on our skin, you know, is would be remote, right. right? Oh, definitely. Now, let's talk about clothes. I am... 100% secondhand, well, except for my bras and underwear, which I'll get organic cotton. But I'm just curious, what do you think of that? Because for some people, maybe it's expensive to get the Echo Fashion, or, I, you know, I'm just being honest, but I think everyone could get secondhand. Yeah, yeah. And they have some beautiful secondhand. There's a store in my town, and honestly, a lot of wealthy people wear something once or twice. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got this for like a third or not even a third, an eighth of what it would be new. And so I'm walking around in this beautiful clothes that are secondhand and I feel better about them. Where do you stand on that? Oh yeah, no, there's a huge movement in the, in the fashion movement right now, the eco fashion movement around re-commerce. So everything from, I'm a huge fan of Rent the Runway. I mean, I have a monthly account. Ooh. I rent tons of my clothing. Um, I have, you know, every, every four outfits I return, I get four new ones, return four new ones, return four new ones. And, and I also love, there's a site called the real real and it's the same thing. It's just, they've taken, you know, they've basically gone in and cleaned out people's closets and then, um, you know, oh, cleaned wow. up the product and authenticated it if it's designer level and then they resell it. So it continues the lifespan of these, you know, good quality apparel 
which will help us move away from the disposable fashion mentality. And then you have companies that are doing incredible um, remaking and repurposing, like, you know, Renewal Workshop, where they're buying things or they're getting things back that have a missing button, a broken zipper, you know, a little tear, and they're fixing them so they look perfect, and they're putting those back into the system. So there's so many amazing models of the circular economy right now, and that is definitely a big part of the wheel of change within the fashion revolution. All right, tell us about this Rent the Runway. That sounds super cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when I first started using Rent the Runway, it was like, okay, I'm going to a black tie affair. If I buy a new dress, am I really ever going to wear it again, or is it going to sit in the back of my closet with the other black tie you know, outfits that I wore (laughs) once or twice, right? So I I learned about Rent the Runway when it was actually a very early stage company. And and it was kind of born from, you know, solving that issue, right? Which most women can relate to. And, you know, and so um, it started there. But then as they started expanding their offering, you know, I was, I was literally because I travel so much and I'm on Instagram and, you know, and of course, part of the allure of this fast fashion mentality is, you know, new outfits and kind of that, that sort of having different looks, right? So suddenly I realized, wow, I can rent these looks and high quality products and, you know, constantly have that creative flow that I love in fashion. But, um, but again, you know, never, never wasting or, or feeling this desire to just throw it in the back of the closet. And so now, um, I think they have a waiting list. It's become such a, oh, a wow. successful business model, but it's kind of like when you go into Airbnb or you know TripAdvisor or mm-hmm. any of these companies or Amazon, and you get ratings and reviews, and you can look at people and what they, you know, what they look like in these clo- in the clothing. They can tailor, you know, what they're recommending you rent based on you know your body type, your size, your age, your you know desires, what you've rented before, and they've just mastered the art on their on their technology system. So now when you go on, it's super easy. You know, you have a huge selection, and and I've never had a bad experience, and I should be a spokesperson for them, literally, because I, I'm always talking about how much yeah. I love running from Run the Runway, and more com- more companies are being born that are, you know, emulating them now every day. That's fantastic. You know, I loved reading about the Green Carpet Challenge, and this is by Livia Firth, mm-hmm. and it's looking at transparency, no child labor, fair work, community traceability, and preservation of resources and environment. And I love how you say on the red carpet, the question is always, what are you wearing? Uh, imagine if the answer wasn't just another hand designer, but someone truly groundbreaking, such as Daniel Silverstein of Zero Waste. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, so, you know, Daniel, um, he's great. He is just this dynamo designer in, in New York City who has built his business on, you know, buying scraps and um, designing them into gorgeous, gorgeous outfits. Um, and now he also does sportswear. So, you know, all of the red carpet and green carpet, you know, award things that I've been to, I go to Daniel and we co-create outfits together, you know, custom. So, um, you know, and then MetaWare, my company that uh, manufactures organic apparel, we actually send Daniel scraps. And so there's a photo of me in the book um, wearing a, a shirt, a sweatshirt that says trashy on it. And yeah, um, that's made from yes. organic cotton scra- scraps that avoided going in the trash. And they went right into a really awesome, super soft sweatshirt instead. So it's just, again, more about this circular economy that what we take from the earth, we have to get back to the earth. 
we have to keep that lifespan going and we have to stop looking at fashion in a linear way that it will just end up in the landfills, like, you know, 5% of landfills are textile waste and growing. And, um, you know, over 70 pounds of clothing are thrown away a year on, for the average uh, American. So it's just, we, you know, business as usual just can't keep going. And there's so much, you know, so many designers like Daniel and companies like um, the Package Free Shop, you know, with Lauren Singer, Trashes for Tossers, and that are just focusing now on, on reducing waste, which is great. Oh, I love that. Trashes for tossers. That's a crack up. You know what else I love? I love how, like I mentioned earlier, that you spoke to some really great people uh, in all different walks of life, whether they be actresses or environmentalists. Robin O'Brien, we love her here on Naturally Savvy. Mm. And you asked her, what is a personal Echo Renaissance tip you can share with other readers? And I love this. Share more. Your heart, your clothes, your love. We have more than enough to go around. Huge fan of Sean Korn. That was the first yoga video I ever did. And I thought she was amazing. And I love how she writes, if every person made a commitment to their own deep inner work, confronting the limited beliefs that often disconnect us from ourselves, each other, and the planet, whether it be through yoga, therapy, life coaching, getting into a 12-step recovery program, or one of many other ways to explore personal development and growth, the world would inevitably become a better place. I'd like her for president. I think she's really, I think she's really, right? Yeah. She's really right on. I also mentioned that you have Ashley Kopp. And then I thought it was interesting, you have a NASCAR driver, you have Vanny Hari, who we love here as well. We've had her on a bunch of times. Gunnar Lovelace. I like him. Kathy Freston. I was like, I've talked to all these great people. Dan Bootner. I love the whole Blue Zone thing. But you, that must have been fun. Isn't that a fun part of it, getting to talk to some people that you really admire and finding out what they do and how they can help others? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, ha having spent the last almost 30 years in this movement, I've actually been so blessed by, you know, meeting some of these amazing people who have turned, you know, ideas into action. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes um, is, you know, from Albert Einstein, you know, we can't solve today's problems with the same consciousness that created them, right? So all right. of these people are people who are doing well by doing good and channeling, you know, different, you know, passions, whether it be, you know, driving a NASCAR car and, and then taking mm -hmm. a stand on you know, renewable energy or plant-based feeding. I mean, Leilani Munter is a, she's just amazing. And the and NASCAR has one of the biggest viewerships of any sport. So she's sending that message through all of her actions, um, you know, on the, on the track, which is so cool. And then you have, you know, Robin and Ashley, who I love dearly, dear friends of mine oh, for yeah. so many years. And, you know, when you start realizing, and, and I can't wait to meet you, I'm sure our paths will cross soon, you know, it's this idea of we're all talking the same language, right? And, you know, when we when we come together and we can tell a more holistic story about the, the collective movement and the collective vision, we're so much stronger together than we are apart, you know, the one plus one equals 11. Um, so all of these right. people who I call my Illuminatists, right? They're like my modern day Michelangelo's. And I've curated them very intentionally to take the reader of Eco Renaissance on a journey to kind of go down the rabbit hole, check out, you know, what Lauren Bush has done with, you know, seed bags, you know, check out what, right. you know, Vani Hari or Chloe Cascarelli are doing in terms of, you know, the food system, you know, check out Dan Buettner's Blue Zones, you know, check out Stella McCartney, who people, you know, know that she's vegan, but Check out how amazing she's been in the fashion world in terms of being a real role model and leader 
around the materials she uses and the processes that she uses. And, you know, she was the first to partner with Adidas and Parlay for the Oceans to come up with, you know, sneakers that literally, you know, are made from ocean trash, solving, you know, ocean pollution and ocean plastic, which is solving a huge crisis, environmental crisis. So there's so many good stories and good people. And obviously, I just scratched the surface of who they are and what they do, but um, kind of put them out there so that people who, you know, in the whole world of influencers is a big world today, you know, and if you're going to follow people, follow these people. Oh, I agree. Well, I'm following you. I think you're fabulous. And Andrea is going to be so sad she missed it. So, Marcy, I hope you'll come back because Andrea created NaturallySavvy.com and we created the show together. And she's just so on board and would absolutely love to get to speak with you, too. I would love that. I would love that. So I my arms and heart are always wide open. So absolutely. Let me know. Awesome. Um, and uh, it's always, you know, as I said, co-creation. So. Let's, uh, oh, totally. Let's the world, right? <laughs> and you're at Marcy Zaroff. <laughs> on tw- <laughs> of course. Yes. Fun is good. So you're at Marcy Zaroff, M-A-R-C-I-Z-A-R-O-F-F on Instagram and Twitter. I'm assuming, are you everywhere? I'm guessing Pinterest That's and right. the whole nine yards. <laughs> yes, All right. And, well, I want to thank Marcy Zaroff. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Great. Uh, no, and, and uh, my website Great. is MarcyZaroff.com. Yeah. Terrific. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. And if you enjoy my podcast, Talk Healthy Today, then I know you're going to enjoy my brand new podcast with the wonderful Sunny Days, whom you've heard on the program. And if you haven't, please check out the interviews that we've done here on Talk Healthy Today. It is called Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. There are going to be honest, unfiltered conversations. We're going to be talking about what's happening right now with race in this country, how important it is for us to be open, how to be allies, what it takes to be an ally, how racism and feelings of bias are in our culture and how they affect each and every one of us. It is so important. We need to change things. So please join me, join Sunny, join us on Active Allyship. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Thanks. Enjoy the show.